sellers, welcome to the How the Deal Was Done podcast. This show will feature fast-paced interviews with top sellers. We will hear the hard-earned stories, the challenges, and the learnings they picked up from their biggest and most memorable deals. We hope this podcast will give you a bit of inspiration and understanding for how big deals get done, deals that positively impact your customers, your company, and level up your career as a seller. Let's get started. Our first guest has an amazing story and has done some incredible things off the back of big deals. Please welcome Dan Curran, previously the first sales hire and head of accounts at a UK-based startup and now co-founder of the fast-growing OrgChart Hub application built on the HubSpot CRM platform. And in my opinion, OrgChart Hub is a must for any enterprise or complex sales team who uses HubSpot. Uh, Dan's going to tell us about a large deal he did with a global medical equipment manufacturer. Uh, for some initial context, he sold to uh, the he sold an event lead capture SaaS software solution. Worked with the director of sales and marketing operations as the champion. The overall deal size was 200k plus. And uh, let's get into it. Dan, welcome to how the deal was done. Thank you, Andrew. And yeah, thank you for that very kind introduction. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, Dan, would love a little bit of background on your your sales journey, um, and uh, and then we can dig into why this deal and uh, get into the story. Yeah, so I got into software sales in 2014. So joined a very early startup, um, just five people selling event lead software, and um, was their first sales hire. But after a couple of years, moved into account management. And, uh, well, really like a, a head of CS role where we're in charge of expansion as well as renewals. And within that business, we found our best customers were enterprise businesses in an array of different industries, but specifically pharmaceutical and medical devices companies. So this particular deal we were talking, we're about to talk about was, um, one of the key ones really to get us, uh, along the right path on what was our ideal customer profile. Wow. So small started out as a five person company selling to large global enterprises. That's uh, uh, an extra challenge to uh, to layer on top. And I'm sure a lot of listeners who are at those smaller stage companies are, are going to be really keen to hear this story. So uh, Dan, why why this deal? Uh, is it your biggest, your favorite? Yeah, we'd love to hear the background on, on this deal in particular. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't our biggest deal for for that company, but it was one of the bigger ones. Um, I think it's my favorite, probably because it was one of the hardest. And I think maybe as a sales rep, you probably remember the hard ones, um, the things you, you went the extra mile on. So um, yeah, to kind of give you some background on this particular business, so the the customer is called um, the company is called Danaher, and um, if you've been in enterprise sales, you've probably heard that name because uh, it's uh, it's a big business, and it's a tough nut to crack because there are so many different entities to that business. So um, when we were working with them, so uh, when I was working on this particular account, so this would be um, five or, five or so years ago now, there were twenty six operating companies under the structure. Um, and you could not do a one deal and sell to everybody. Um, so that's really the key part. Interesting. 26 uh, divisions or different parts of the, the enterprise. Um, 
tell me uh, how did this uh, this one deal? How did it get started? Yeah, and uh, one of the reasons again, I kind of like highlighted this company is because it it does highlight how land and expand is so important, and maybe isn't talked about that much. Uh, so, I want to talk to this one specifically in terms of. Um, what we did was we started working with one operating company within a region. So uh, that that operating company was called Leica Microsystems, which is part of Danaher. And we were working with their EMEA team initially. We did a um, good job with that division. And then one of the smart things we did on this particular account was we asked that team, how do you share best practices within the rest of the business and across um, your uh, colleagues and across the other operating companies. So we quickly got started to get introductions and join their business reviews where they're discussing how their best practices. And that's how we got the initial inertia to expand that particular, um, that particular account. Um, and yeah, we went from there, but it, the expansion, I mean, we were, uh, when I left, we were still not fully penetrated on that account. Um, we were probably about, I'd say 50% through in terms of the deals we could do. Um, and yeah, just, it does take some time because you've got to prove yourself and then work, work your way across. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's a great background on the deal. I'm sure things weren't quite as smooth as you draw them out to be with the land and expand motion. Uh, where did things go off the rails? What, what were the, some of the big challenges that you faced? Yeah. So one of, th one of the big learnings with this account is, um, you uh, and with and it kind of moved on to other deals as well is with this style of business um you do get the top corporate entity which in this case is is danaher and i think the mistake some reps make on some accounts is they'll go straight to the top assuming everything can get signed off there and in this case it's not as i said at the start it's different operating companies we did not need to go to the top company in order to start working with the individual operating companies. Um, but this is where maybe we got slowed down a little bit. We um, started to work with one or two, had been successful. Then we went up to Danaher, the corporate level, through a couple of referrals because we'd already like um, done a good job. Um, then we started to work on a master service agreement with um, the corporate entity. Now, what that the structure was was an agreed price that everybody could get access to so the whole all of the operating companies could benefit from an agreed price settled by procurement uh at the top level um i think maybe my mistake is we stalled at this point in terms of going after the other operating companies and it took about a year to get that master service agreement put in place because, as you all know, legal slow. It goes backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. It got done in the end, but probably in the first six months, it looked like it was, or three to six months, it looks like it was going to get done quickly. And so we slowed down when we really should have just gone, no, no, we don't need this agreement in place in order to do deals. It would just be a benefit that we have in place. And we could always refer to the fact it's being worked on. So. It's probably three months where I took the took the foot back a little bit when I should have been foot to the floor. Sure, sure. The legal team they provide a critical, critically important service, but they also protect the company's money, and uh, that can make it harder for us uh, in sales. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's a it's a necessity, but can be tricky. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Great. Well, um, any uh, so we understand the, the land and expand motion. Any cool stories of uh, you know what it got over the line and uh, of how it got over the line and, and how it really expanded? Yeah, no, I'll maybe talk to something people don't mention too often, but for us, like the face to face side of things um is a bit tradition i guess sometimes a bit traditional these days but it helped us enormously and what i mean by that is um because of the products we were selling um it was used at, at events and we would just we we went that extra mile to go to their events um and work with their sales team on the they were the end users work with them on the on the show floor that made a big difference um and we'd meet some of the key decision makers there as well. But then also those business reviews that I talked about is if you can get um, to those physically, that also makes a massive difference. Like we flew from, I flew from the UK to the West Coast of America in order to do um, one of those meetings. And it pays off if the account grows fast enough. That's the debate you've got to have with your, uh, your leaders. Sure, sure. Go an extra mile. Mm. Beautiful. Um, well, Dan, next time let's uh, we're gonna go to the uh, the lightning round. Next time, how would you ten exit? Open ended question. How would you ten exit? Yeah, the mistake I made on this particular account, and this might be because we were early, relatively early in our journey as a business, was I, the the initial price point for the very first customer was probably too low. Uh, and then the problem with that is it then anchored the rest of the deals across the rest of the business. So getting that first price right um, or in a better position would have 10x that that particular business because it's it just <laughs> it just rolls on. Yep, yep. Um, your favorite saying, metaphor, or analogy to explain the deal or your overall philosophy on big deals. Yeah, I don't know. This is an overall philosophy, but I'm going to go with a silly one. Um, we were talking just now, up just now before we jumped on on the pod uh, podcast, that I used to work for Enterprise Rent a Car back in the in the early days of my career, and um, there was a manager that I worked for in a new division, and he used to talk about the puppy dog technique. I've never heard anyone in software mention the puppy dog technique, but it's kind of built. Out the way most software companies work is on a puppy dog technique. You you let the customer use it, you let them fall in love with the product, and then it's difficult to take away. Um, I think, yeah, that kind of like it resonates. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's it's all making sense as to uh, how you ran this deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it it does. I mean, it it does play into the whole. You're not just in sales, really. You're like you're part of the CS team as well to ensure this works. And nobody's going to buy your products if it if it's not going to work uh, or expand the usage of if it if it's not there in the first place. So yeah, the puppy dog technique. Good one, good one. <laughs> Any favorite uh, books or resources? Yeah, so based on like these particular deals that I was working on and and what I've done since, I've found the Challenger Sale uh, and any Miller Hyman um, content particularly helpful, like strategic selling, for example. Because it's never just one or two individuals that make the decision on a, on a purchase. And it's just, yeah, it's just so critical to get everybody aligned and, and to be able to expand these businesses. And Dan, who else would you like to hear from on the How the Deal Was Done podcast? Yeah, I'd love to hear Carl Ferreri. Um, he used to work for HubSpot. He now works for Refine Labs. 
and Refrain Labs, if you followed any of their journey, has grown very, very quickly um, in the last year or two. And he's got some very interesting perspectives and works some very large deals. So uh, yeah, I'd love to see him on this podcast. Awesome. We'll have to uh, reach out and, and hear his story. Anything you want to leave the audience with as we wrap up? Yeah, I don't want this to be a massive plug, but it's going to be a bit of a plug, I'm afraid, because we built an internal tool off the back of this particular deal um, to help us map out Danaher and map out the key stakeholders. So uh, yeah, OrgChart Hub is the business I, that I run today with my co-founder, Austin. And um, it uh, came off the back of trying to understand these key decision makers, and it works solely for HubSpot. So if you want to check out what we do, um, drop me a message or go to our website. Uh, here to help. Thanks, Dan. That's orgcharthub.com. Phenomenal. Initial How the Deal Was Done podcast. Thanks so much for joining us and for the audience for listening. Look out for the next episode. I'm Andrew Capel. Thank you for tuning in to How the Deal Was Done podcast. Don't miss out on more inspiring stories from top sellers. Subscribe now to stay updated and motivated on your journey in sales.